My biggest fear would be when the first comes, I don't get the rent. I found that my tenant had dumped concrete down my toilet. Can you believe Fair Housing fined me $5,000 for that? How do you onboard your tenants? What do you do? I don't even know if I do it right. If you're a landlord, don't just rent, rent perfect. The Rent Perfect Podcast with property expert and private investigator, David Pickron. Welcome back, Rent Perfect Nation. We're so glad to have you with us today. My name is Scott Aubrey, and in a world where everything's been turned upside down, I'm hosting today, and our normal host, David Pickron, is my guest. Wow. So I love awesome. being the guest. Yes. Yes. You know, Scotty, when I usually host, people say to me, you know, you've got to bring the best out in your guests. And if the podcast fails, it's your fault. So I love being in this seat yeah. today. Should I just walk out now? <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's all on your head. Yes, I appreciate so. that. That's awesome. Well, one of the things, David, that you and I talk about a lot, where we've, we've worked together for, I think I was calculating 13 years now. That's that? been awesome. It's been yeah, a good it's been 13 a great years. 13 years. But one of the things we talk about a lot is our families, right? We have very similar family structures. Both of our babies, our, our seniors in high school, were ready to be empty nesters. We're and 13 years ago, they were in preschool together. That's right. And that's where we that's met. That's how we met, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. It's but, crazy. But yeah, it's crazy. But here I am. I almost have, I almost have four productive adults that we've produced out of our family. My wife and I are both productive. We won't count us, but uh, <laughs> got four kids. You've got three kids, and it's, right. it's an awesome thing. One of the things I love about you and watching what you've done with your family over these last 13 years we've known each other is you really invest in your kids, not always financially. Of course, we do that, right? But you invest in them a lot of time and, and sharing of your knowledge with them. I would love to say I didn't never enable my kids, but I... I do a little yeah. bit, okay? Yeah. But it is important to me. I'm at the time of my life now. I'm almost 50, and I'm reflecting on where am I at? What do I want to do for the next 20 years? I need to set my family up the way that I was set up, right? And so I have a lot of knowledge that, you know, my kids have enjoyed a lot of what we have and hadn't ever thought about where it came from. Right. They got up in the morning. They turned on the lights, the air conditioning, they just kids. They don't food under, in the fridge. Yep, there was. They yeah. have no idea what it takes to run a right. household or or you know do, do what we do, go on vacation. Mm-hmm. Um, and now they're to the age where you know they're seventeen to twenty three, and they're starting to say, "Okay, I now am no longer the kid. I actually have to be the adult." And what's funny is they constantly wanted to be the adult in high school, high school, high school. Well, now when it's time to adult, they're like. What do I do? Yeah. Adulting is hard. Uh, yeah, maybe <laughs> I just want to go back to school and live in mom and dad's house, yeah, right? Right. And we see that a lot out in society. So mm-hmm. I'm really big right now on, on taking my kids and saying, okay, we need to put you on, you know, the right footing. We need to send you out the door, and I will help you every step of the way. Now, you've got to in, – in, I might be a little controlling – but and I don't mean to be arrogant, but I know what I'm doing in certain fields. Right. In other fields, I don't. Right. I'm, I'm not going to tell you know everything, but there's a certain thing that I know what to do with, and my kids need to listen to me. And as long as they listen to me, I will help them. The great thing is, I got three kids who will listen to me. Yeah. yeah. Right. Sometimes I worry about that. Right. Yeah. Um, so right now, one has been married. I'm a brand new grandparent. I just got twins. My son just had twins, and so now it's 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 time to get serious about life. Yeah. And so I need to teach them how to deal with it. Yeah, we start thinking generationally rather than just right. about us, right? right. So yeah, right. I, one of the things I I really admire about you and that I've I've loved watching you do is teach your kids about 
investing and being a landlord. I mean, you, you live in this world of rent perfect. That's, you know, a company you've dedicated your life to and your kids have probably seen the blessings of that. But now that they're old enough to understand, it's been fun to watch you kind of teach them. So I think I'd love to just kind of ask you some questions. I think that the questions I'm going to ask you could apply to new landlords as well, but we'll keep it in the vein of, okay, now I'm going to help my next generation of my own family kind of yeah, do what I've done. It's going to be the same response, whether it's my kids or a brand new landlord. And I get asked all the time, people saying, I want to get into the investment business. Mm-hmm. So what do I do? So what I, what we talk about today, no different. Yeah. So your oldest son, uh, like you said, he's got twins, and he comes to you and says, Dad, uh, I've watched you make money off rentals. I've watched you be an investor. Teach me the ways, right? Okay. I want to be the little Padawan. Let me, teach me how to do it. Awesome. So, so this is how the conversation started, to be honest. Dad, homes are so expensive. How am I ever going to afford that? <laughs> how am I ever going to afford what we have? Because now all of a sudden you went from high school not thinking about everything to now watching home prices rent prices, right? right? And how am I going to do this? And I said, well, you know, it was hard for me too when I was your age, but here's how we're going to get it done, right? So whether it's my son or a new landlord, I'd ask him the first question isn't, is not go buy the home, go buy the fourplex, go buy the investment. That's not the first thing you do. The first thing you do is you sit down and you lay out a plan with a strategy, okay? Because there are different strategies in investing. For example, you can go buy a fourplex that have four different families in there with four different air conditionings, and the cash flow would look a lot better than a single-family home with one family, and I always say one air conditioning unit. And the yeah. reason I say air conditioning units is you buy a fourplex and four air conditioning units go bad, there's a big bill to pay, mm-hmm. right? But a, but a 25-year-old says four checks is better than one check. Absolutely. Right? So we on paper, we say fourplex... I make $200 a door. I have an $800 a month cash flow. Single family home, I make $200 a month. That's it. So I'm making $600 more on a fourplex. Yeah. Right? That's now, low hanging fruit, Dad. I want to get that. I want that action. Hey, on paper, yeah. that looks great. But on reality, how hard do you have to work for that extra $600? Yeah. And so I teach my kids, what is your time worth? Right? So I've seen so many of our clients that get into investing, they buy the fourplex. Um, And they're now dealing with four families who maybe don't like each other, maybe park in each other's parking spot. Maybe one kid goes over and steals from the other house, right? And um, there seems to be, and I'm teaching my kids, that when you're a landlord, you're not managing property, but you're managing people. Okay. This is a people managing business. There's no doubt about it. So if you think you're going to buy a home and just worry about the air conditioning, the roof, you're wrong. You're actually going to deal more with the people and their life. Mm -hmm. Their life becomes part of your life, whether you like it or not. So let me give you an example of that. I get a phone call the other day. Um, Hey, the neighbor kids are pulling my flowers out of my, my garden or flower bed that's out in front. Mm -hmm. Now, the person who called me, I have no control over. They're the homeowner that lives next door to a single-family home. So now I've got an issue where I've got the, my neighbor in a roundabout way does not like my renter. And by the way, they park on the street, and they're really loud, and they have that, and their kids mm-hmm. don't open. And I, just, I start getting, right? right? So I need you to take care of this, or I'm calling the homeowners association, right? And so I don't want to be in the middle of all that. 
And I'm not going to talk about what I did, and, and we don't have time to do that. But I'm just telling you, I'm now managing. I, that has Your kids pulling flowers have nothing to do with the brick and yeah. mortar of my home. Now you're managing the, the home, the renter, and the neighbor. And the neighbor. And the right? kids and everybody and it else. It right? takes yeah. up my time. Right. So that does happen. And so there are people I know in this industry that manage fourplexes, um, triplexes, multifamily beautifully. They're set up to do it. That's their business model. And they rock at it. I think my time is worth more than that extra $600 a month by time I spent replacing a broken window, mm-hmm. painting graffiti, right? Not yeah. getting rent out of one of the three units. I do all the calculations in my head and say, what is my time worth? Yeah. It's not worth it for me. I would rather buy the single family home, put it on autopilot. And it's never fully on autopilot. But, you know, when someone's renting and their rent is $1,600, you're hoping if you've qualified them correctly and you've done the mm-hmm. background that that you're going to get that $1,600 a lot more than if the rent $600 in a fourplex and there's four yeah. families living in there. They, beho- right? they, they behave more like a homeowner, that single family renter, than maybe a guy in a fourplex. See, and I think that's a great point right there. I am trying to manage homeowners in a way, mm-hmm. not renters. Yeah. So I love that point. Yeah. Um, so your strategy as you talk to your kids... We talk about, you know, would you would you recommend them to go out and buy a rental home first? Start buying their own home. What what's the what's the entry level for your kids to start getting really into that investing, kind of into that mindset? So what we did with my my first son was um, we went in and found a, a little starter home in a gated community that would double really well as a short term VRBO rental. Okay, and. Um, it was a little out of his price range, to be honest with you. It put him kind of house poor, but it became his own personal house that he lived in. But then to afford it, in January, he moved in with me from January to March, rented it for three months to some snowbirds at $5,000 a month. Okay. So we got a $15,000 check, had to live with mom and dad again for three months. For three months, yeah. But then had his house paid for for the rest of yeah, the time. that serviced the loan for the next right. nine months, right? Yeah. So he learned about a little bit about owning a home himself, and then also kind of being a landlord for three months and having to prep his house and then getting it back and having to, you know, kind of dipped mm-hmm. his feet into the water. Um, now he's got a couple of raises at his job and he's kind of found a way to afford it and it's kind of working. And now he's got his eye on another home. Okay. And, you know, I'm telling him, do not take your appreciation in this home and sell it and put it on his down payment. Keep the home. And I think what I would tell most people who are trying to get into this investment uh, first of all, you got to buy your own home. But if you can keep it, that should be your first investment as you okay. move on down the road. The reason that is is because when you buy something for yourself, you put about 3 to 5% down. When you buy a, an investment property, it's 20 to 25% right. down today. It, you can't afford to keep buying investment homes. You have to kind of make them your home, turning it into investment home. Make it your home, turning it into an investment home. That's the way I would do it. That's one strategy at least. Okay. That we can do how, how long would you tell your son to stay in that home? Three to five years, two to three years. What's the, what's the sweet spot you think for that? Well, I would like to see two years, um, and I don't know why that is, other than just capital gains okay. and everything. But I just think two years is a good time to convince a bank that I'm going. I'm not just buying rentals. I'm actually buying and then moving up. Obviously, if I buy a home and I move within the month or two, banks are going to start saying, "Well, wait a minute, you're really not buying yeah. this home for you." You're working the system. You're working yeah. the system. <laughs> okay. And so, 
you know, but usually by time you you close on a property, you kind of fix it up, and you li- two years goes by super yeah, quick, really quick, right? And it takes two years to you know get a, get a raise or be able to afford the next house. And, mm-hmm. and there's, I'm I'm gonna t- I'm telling my kids too, you don't have to own as many houses as I own in the first couple of years. It's taken me twenty something years to accumulate what I've accumulated. So slow down. No one's getting rich overnight. Right. You would be amazed when I look back at, oh, what's, I don't even know the oldest property I own, probably 20, 25 years ago. Um, it seems like yesterday I was closing on that thing. Time goes by quick. And just like you would buy into the stock market, just leave it in there and check back with it every once in a while and you'll see your, your gain. You let it go. Yeah. So this, my strategy of long-term holds is a long-term strategy. You know, if I was looking for a short-term strategy, I might go to a buy-and-flip process where I'm buying a mm-hmm. home, f- fixing it up, flipping it. But I don't have interest in being a handyman. That's just not me outside, yeah. right? That's that's just not what I am. And so that strategy doesn't work for me. But for many other people, that that's a beautiful strategy. There's people that make a ton, way more money than I do yeah. fixing and flipping homes. You know, yeah, but that's not your so, thing. It's not my thing. Yeah. So, so if people come to me and say, "Hey, what home should I buy?" I say, first of all, get your strategy. What are you yeah. good at? What what you, what is your temperament? You know, mm-hmm. um, I I just think for me, I know what I can do, and I want you to know what you can do. And you're not going to be successful unless you know you're going to be successful. Right. So, yeah, I love the idea that your 23 year old has a home, and if he had a 30 year mortgage when he's 53, that house is paid off. Someone else yeah. has made the payments on it. He enjoys all the appreciation. Right. Right. And if he wants to continue to rent it and cash flow money every month or sell it and, and, and have a big nugget come in, what a great way to set up your kids. I, I love that idea. So he bought that home two years ago. He's rented it out twice. Right. So he's two seasons. It, yeah. Two seasons. So he's rented it out for yeah. $30,000 total. Right. Uh, bought the home for 248 I think. They just appraised it like 291 oh, wow. or something. Okay. He's like, Dad, I've got $50,000 in equity. <laughs> I'm like, welcome to the club. Yeah. Right? And then one other thing I, I'm trying to tell my kids and show my kids is um, I have a, uh, a renter over close to my house at one of my homes that uh, been been there for 15 years. Okay? They've paid off half of my mortgage, Scott. Greatest renters ever. No. Right, I mean, you got you love these people. I'm sure I love these people, yeah. but at and they ha- they're probably not going to go anywhere for a while. But let's yeah. just say they stay for another 15 years, and all of a sudden I get that notice in the middle one day. Congratulations, your house is paid off. Okay, and you got both of us together, and you had them on. Say you had them on this mm-hmm. podcast, and you said, "Hey, how do you guys feel? You just lived somewhere for 30 years, and you paid the whole house off, and you don't own it. How do you feel?" Yeah, that's the frowny face, right? That's <laughs> the oh man. Yeah. And I'm over on this side of the mic going. Yeah, I never lived in there. Yeah. You paid every payment. You were never late. Thank goodness, right? And now I've got a house paid off, and I own a $350,000, $400,000 asset. Right. Who's happy and who's not happy? Yeah, although they've had a home for 30 years, the end of the story is it's probably an unhappy ending for them. Yeah, if you said, hey, if you were to go back and do it differently, what oh, do yeah, you think they, they, they would they'd do? They'd be like, oh, we would have we figured out a way to buy this home 30 years right. ago. So when I'm talking about strategies with my kids, I'm not talking about strategies that are this year, next year. I'm talking about 30 years down the road. Mm-hmm. Where are you going to be? For some reason, I don't know why my mind worked that way. 
I could see 30 years down the road and a lot of people just see the new iPhone today mm-hmm. or the flashy car today. And it is a long-term mindset where you're going to achieve true wealth. It isn't yeah. an immediate. The guy that you know that owns a lot of property didn't just buy those properties. I guarantee it. He's had them for a long time and it's been just slowly putting away you know, money, whether someone's paying down your mortgage, cash flow, tax benefits, whatever the investment is giving, you are gaining so much every month. And in the end, when you look back, you're like, okay, I get it now. Yeah. So understand the end in mind as you start. And that's what I'm trying to teach my kids. That's a perfect strategy. Perfect. Awesome. David, I think those are some awesome little nuggets you've given us today to think about. One of the things we at Rand Perfect want to talk about always before we, before we wrap up today is Go find, if you're a brand-new landlord, even if you're an experienced landlord, go work with a local RIA. Uh, they are super experienced. I know you work a lot with the RIAs. Do you want to give like a two-second spiel on the, on the RIAs and how they, how they bless these new landlords? No, I just love RIAs because they get people together that have the same mindset, and they kind of do it together in a group, and they kind of use each other as sounding boards, and they think, hey, you know, they meet friends, and they're like, what do you think about this? Now, there are the snakes at some RIAs. Yeah. I mean, they're the guys that are trying to sell you you know, a $200,000 asset that's worth 100000 I mean, so you, I'm not going to say you trust everybody at ARIA, but at least you're in the game and you can kind of see a lot of deals that are made aren't on MLS. They're not out in the open. You know, you might have a guy at ARIA says, hey, I'm retiring. I don't have kids. I don't have an exit strategy. I don't want to sell everything with capital gains taxes coming at me. I want to just kind of slowly sell my portfolio right. off to somebody and I'll make it easy for you to get in and take it over. And, and, and those are great opportunities if all the numbers work out. Mm-hmm. So those are just little things you find at RIAs. There's, there's not always buyers. There's not always sellers. There's just a whole group of people that anywhere from, you know, uh, short-term investors, uh, like money mm-hmm. loans, you know, right. um, to, you know, tenant screening companies that can help you manage people to mortgages, and then all of the people around there that need those services. Yep. So I recommend it a lot. Perfect. What I've seen at the RIAs is there's people like you that want to share their knowledge. They're yes. not looking really for anything other than just to say, hey, I've been down that road. I want to help you go down that road and be successful as well. So, David, thank you so much. Thanks for letting me host today. It's awesome. Yeah. Everybody out there, remember to subscribe to the Rent Perfect Podcast. Click the bell icon to get notifications. And until next time, continue to rent perfect. Mm-hmm.